2: You know that feeling when they first put the court down and basketball is almost here? That feeling. That feeling.
0: You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
2: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 24th, 2019. My name is Philip rossman Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And of course, find me on Twitter at RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we will discuss the magic officially or not officially, but the report's officially confirming the Magic plan to redshirt Chuma Okiki, and he will not play for the Orlando Magic this season. I'll talk a little bit about what the implications are of that, and what to expect from Okiki when he finally does hit the court, at least this time, for the Lakeland Magic. We'll also talk a little bit in our Player Outlook series about the biggest mystery on the Orlando Magic, a player who's hurt and potentially could play a huge role for the team. Yes, this will be the Markel Fultz episode. But before we get into any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering the Orlando magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would expect from a local expert who knows their team best. No matter the team, you can find a podcast for you. Plus, we have the Locked On NBA podcast covering the NBA from a national perspective, as well as a Locked On fantasy basketball to get you set for your fantasy basketball season. It's NFL season as well, so check out our great NFL podcast, team podcast as well as Locked On NFL and Locked On Fantasy Football to get you through your fantasy season. I had a really good fantasy week. Uh, Locked On Fantasy Football helped me a lot with my draft, uh, and and I scored like 300-some points this week, won my game by like 150. It was it was a route, and, and the person I beat was not thrilled, um, especially since she eliminated me from the playoffs last year, so it was a good revenge game for me. I was very, very happy this week and, and expecting another big game this coming weekend as well. Find all those great podcasts plus MLB College Podcast 2 wherever you download podcasts or search for Locked On and the team you are looking for.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a
2: 4.55
1: meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
0: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96%
1: The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
2: As the Orlando Magic Twitter account reminded us, we are officially 30 days from the beginning of the regular season. Hard to believe, on October 23rd, the Orlando Magic will face off against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and so we are in the final countdown to the 2020 season. On Twitter yesterday and and today, honestly, pictures of the new courts have leaked. If you have played NBA 2K, you'll notice that the Magic court is indeed different, and it's been confirmed that those are the new courts. I actually played a game the other day with the with the statement jerseys on, with the uh, sorry, the icon jerseys on, the the, the black jerseys. And got a peek of the black court on, on on the video game, the virtual black court at least. And the parts I like, I really like the idea of the black of the of the black paint court. Um honestly, I, I I when I saw the renderings of it, I really liked it. Didn't quite like it in the game, but saw an image of it uh, on the Amway center floor, and it looked pretty good. Today I was share I someone shared an image of me with me of the new uh city edition court. Uh, that has not yet been announced, which is expected to be that orange court. And we're expecting to see some orange jerseys maybe floating around at Meaty day on Monday. The Magic season is becoming very, very real. We are getting to that point where players are already in town. They're probably working out together. I know Steve Clifford confirmed they had some optional workouts um, earlier uh, in, in the month, um, or a, few, a few weeks ago, that apparently got very good attendance at that. They're really the only players missing were the four players. At the FIBA World Cup, most of those players are probably back in town already getting ready for the beginning of training camp. So we are really almost here. Um, I think Wessa Wundu said it best the other day, summer is over. It's time to get back to work. But for the Orlando Magic's first round draft pick, there there is work to do, just not with the Orlando Magic. It's a little bit of a shock when the Orlando Magic took Chuma Okiki with the 16th overall pick. think a lot of us expected the Magic to go after a player like Nikel Alexander-Walker or really a whole lot of other players. So Kiki really wasn't on our radars. And a big reason for that, of course, is that he was injured. He had a torn ACL and and was going to need time to recover. He wasn't going to be able to play right away, certainly not participate in a training camp such as this. And so, while... Okiki was an extremely talented player, that injury docked him a few points because, you know, I was certainly someone who believed that the Magic needed to find an impact rookie because they just didn't have the the financial ability to go out and get any impact players. Adding some new blood to the roster was important. But it turns out this was probably the Magic's plan all along. That the Magic didn't really want a draft pick this year, but... Didn't want to give up on a young player, especially a young player that they like in Okiki. So Orlando drafted Okiki, and it appears that they drafted him with the intent of stashing him in the G League, letting him recover fully on his own, possibly in the Magic facility. He's been around the Magic all summer. They wanted to give him the opportunity to get fully healthy, play some games in Lakeland, and then return to the team next year. It's been no secret, Chima Okiki is the only first-round pick that has not signed a contract yet. And as the summer dragged on and this fact remained, it became very clear that this was the plan. That the Magic had no intention of bringing him onto the roster this year and playing him. They wanted him to kind of recover on his own and save the money. Essentially, and this this is the somewhat important part, Chuma Okiki's salary would put the Magic right underneath the luxury tax line. And so the Magic, by not signing him, maintained the flexibility to go out and sign someone else without having to pay the luxury tax. And that has been very clearly a goal for the Orlando Magic, to avoid the luxury tax with this roster. The Magic have spent a lot of money this summer. The Magic have bumped right up against the luxury tax. It's not killing them. Because there's not a lot of guys to spend on in 2020 and and, and the team is kind of in a good spot there. But they don't want to go over that line, not yet at least. And so letting Okiki, again, work on his own, get healthy, and play in the G League is their developmental answer for this. I believe in an earlier episode, I went over kind of some of the benefits and, and downsides to this arrangement. Obviously, Okiki uh, kind of defers a year of salary. Um, the G League salary is not as good. It's I think I think it tops off at fifty thousand dollars. So obviously, he's giving up some money, but Okiki will be played paid at the level of a sixteenth overall pick from the twenty twenty draft. Now, so a little bump there. He'll probably get one or. two two, maybe $3 million more over the life of that contract, but probably a little bit more than that, um, if he defers a year. And best of all, he will be able to play. He will not lose a year of playing in that case. And I think that's what's most important to the Magic because when you look at this roster, it's hard to find a place for Chuma Okiki to get minutes. I mean, we're I, I talked about Wesa Wondu, who I think is going to get squeezed out of the rotation, which... I don't think it's fair to Wes Awundu. Awundu. was fantastic last year. But Awundu's likely to get squeezed out of the rotation because the Magic are filled at almost every spot. Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon are the starters at forward. Uh, Al Farouk Aminu, Terrence Ross likely coming off the bench. Al Farouk Aminu may be doing a, a, a three-man rotation at the three forward spots. Um, and if Steve Clifford wants a nine-man rotation, that's what it's going to take. And so Wes kind of out of the picture. He'll get playing time, don't get don't get me wrong, I think when there's an injury he'll be the one to step in, but uh, but regular rotation minutes for Wessel are going to be tough to find unless he really, really, really earns them. And Okiki isn't beating any of them out, not yet at least, certainly not coming off an injury, and I think it would be unfair for a rookie, unfair to do to a rookie, to have him recover from an ACL injury, and let's say he's back in January or February, which is when I anticipate he'll be back back in January or February, drop him into the middle of a playoff race, on a playoff roster, essentially, and allow him to make mistakes. You don't have the time for that anymore. You don't have the time to develop a young player like that. In the G League, you do have that time. And so I think this is ultimately a good decision for his recovery. First, Okiki... We'll get the opportunity to fully recover without any pressure of coming back. We talk a lot about Markel Fultz, and we will talk about Markel Fultz later on in the show. We talk a lot about Markel Fultz, kind of practicing and playing without pressure. There's no rush to bring him back. There's no, um, there's really no, you know, no, no sense of be back by this time, or you know, something's going to happen, or you know, or, or anything like that, or, or a an internal feeling of rushing to hit a deadline, an artificial deadline. That is the case now with Okiki. There is no artificial deadline to come back. He will be back when he is healthy and ready to come back, and the Magic will make that decision. The Magic are still involved in his decision-making. Just because he's not under contract does not mean the Magic don't have contact with him. I mentioned, uh, you know, I, I was kind of surprised late in the season to see Isaiah Briscoe. Uh, doing his rehab at the Amway Center. And I, I was ta- I talked to some people who know the collective bargaining agreement a little bit better than me, and apparently it is fairly regular for players like that to be granted access to the team facilities to continue their rehab. They can't have contact with the coaches, they can't observe practices, they can't do any of that stuff. But they're still allowed in the facility and to have contact with some Magic staff members and, and in a limited way. And that's what I expect with Okiki. The magic, you know, will still have an eye. They may not be able to direct or 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 uh, they may not be able to direct or guide that rehab, but they will still have an eye on Okiki as he recovers. And it's an ACL tear. It's it's not as big of an injury as it used to be. There's no sense that Okiki will not be able to return. And when he's ready to play in January or February or, or perhaps earlier, I, I would think January or February is probably a more realistic target. He will play for the Lakeland Magic, which again, will get him contact with the Magic's training staff in some capacity. Magic, remember, own the Lakeland Magic. Stan, Heath, you know, is is around the Magic a lot and has done a great job with Lakeland. So I I think he will get some fantastic coaching when he is ready to come back. And, you know, Okiki is a really interesting player. As you mentioned at the draft, he's a guy, you know, we were all surprised when the Magic took him. But he's a guy that checks off a lot of boxes for this Magic team. He's a guy to me that does fit exactly the kind of player and kind of team the Magic want to be. He is a versatile, lengthy defender. And that's defense is where he made his name at Auburn. But he improved his offensive game significantly. He's a solid spot-up shooter and is increasingly better at driving the ball. I think he's still a little bit of an oversized too, so he tends to post up smaller players a lot more, and that's where he gets a lot of his his work. But he's good at getting out in transition, and he's good at uh, attacking the basket on the run. You're not expecting him to do a lot of that, though, in the NBA. And so I think Okiki is a player that's at least intriguing enough to be worth this weight. The Magic would not have done this if they did not believe in the player. And they certainly believe in this player. I think that, you know, this is an interesting decision. And I think that the Magic probably still would have been better off. If it were me, I would have gone the other way. I would have gone after, you know, someone who's a little more sure-handed, like like a Nikhil Alexander-Walker who can contribute this year. You know, maybe the Magic had more information about their free agency than, than we did as a public, that they felt comfortable that Nikola Vucevic would be back, that Terrence Ross would be back, and the numbers that they were to be able to get them back on. And, of course, those guys signed very, very quickly, so maybe they did have a very clear picture of what their summer is going to look like and decided that, you know, we could take a chance on, on a guy like Juma Okiki. And, you know, honestly, when it comes to, to talent evaluation, I think Jeff Weltman and his staff have proven themselves very worthy Jonathan Isaac has turned out to be a very solid player. Um, you know, we'll see what Mohamed Bamba becomes, but Wesolwundo was a very, was a very good draft pick, uh, and 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 they've obviously plucked out Kevin Birch and Isaiah Briscoe from Europe, and and they were both very quality players. You know, Michael Carter Williams fit in very seamlessly with this team. Uh, I, I'm not going to question this this group's talent evaluation. They're very good at, at selecting players. So we'll see what Okiki becomes, but it's just going to be a while. It's going to be a little bit of a wait, and I think that's okay. Especially with the way this roster is made up, um, you know things could change. Things will change uh, by the by the beginning of next season, by the beginning of the twenty twenty one season. Uh, Wes Wundu is probably a free agent this summer, and, and so I think there's a very real chance that he's gone, and Okiki can kind of take over that mini role that a carved out, and I think Okiki could do that role very very well. So um, just just a preview of the future a little bit, uh, but I think I think Okiki plays a role with that. He'll just have to start in the G League to begin this season. Before we move on to Markel Fultz, because I know everyone wants to talk about him, I want you to kind of sit back and relax and treat yourself to the meal that you deserve. Have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Again, that's $5.00. Off your first, first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON.
1: Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
0: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point.
1: The meeting was canceled and your team will go home champions. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done.
2: I have done a lot of preseason preview podcasts lately. Um, I've had a lot of people, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the magic expert. I host locked on magic. I've had a lot of people ask me to, to help them get a sense of this Orlando magic team and what to expect from the magic. And, and probably the number one question I get still. You know, everyone talks about the last building off of last season and, and what the best and worst case scenario, but the most pointed questions I still receive are pretty much is what's going on with Markel Fultz? What is Markel Fultz's status? How close is he to play. This is the question for the Orlando Magic this offseason. It is the question that no one can properly answer. And when I'm asked this question, I will give this answer. The Orlando, no one in Orlando, or no one outside the Magic facility, honestly. Nobody really knows where Marco Fultz is in his recovery from thoracic outlet syndrome. All that the Magic have told us, the only information the Magic have given us is that he is working hard, they're very pleased with his work, making progress, but there is no timetable for his return. There's no sense that he is ready for training camp. I think Steve Clifford, uh, in his interview with John Denton of uh, OrlandoMagic.com, or Josh Robbins of The Athletic, said that Said pretty much the same thing. And of course, a week before training camp, saying that a guy isn't, not explicitly saying a guy is ready for training camp, makes you a little leery. I think the Magic want to be patient in this process, as they've been this entire time. The Magic don't want faults to come back prematurely and have to step down and stop again and go through this whole process again. I think we've seen, as the Magic have handled injuries to their young players like Jonathan Isaac and Mobamba, that they will be very cautious, that they understand there's a long career ahead and it's better to build strength now rather than throw a guy out there and potentially hamper him further. There is no rush to put him out there. The only rush is perhaps this external pressure from fans and from media to just answer these unanswered questions. My sense, though, my inference with Markel Fultz this entire time has been that if you needed Markel Fultz to play a basketball game tomorrow, rust aside, because there'll obviously be some rust. He hasn't played a five-on-five NBA-level game since December of last year. Rust aside, Markel Fultz could play a basketball game. I don't think that it was ever not the case that Markel Fultz could not play a basketball game. The issue is can he play a basketball game today without pain and then another basketball game tomorrow without pain and then a practice the next day without pain and then another game the next day without pain and then a practice the next day without pain. Then you get a day off. Then another game without pain. The idea with taking this slow, steady approach with Markel Fultz has been to ensure that when he joins the team, he joins the team for good. No stopping, no interruptions. He is a fully integrated member of the team, ready to do whatever the coaches ask him to do, ready to participate fully every single day. It sounds like a simple ask, but thoracic outlet syndrome is very, very tricky and very, very rare. It's obviously a kind of like a pinch nerve uh, in your ribs near you and by your that that affects your shoulder. So there is a lot of pain. and if, if you read, about um, you know about experience that Ben Uzo had uh, with thoracic outlet syndrome, it is very difficult to manage. But you know Ben Uzo is 29, 30, 31 years old. He's, he was playing for Nigeria at the World Cup, so it is possible to come back from this injury to rehab enough to play consistently with this injury. Of course, Ben Uzo was never on the level of player that Markel Fultz is, and interplaying with all of this is this idea that Markel Fultz is the number one overall pick in the draft and has the expectation to play like the number one overall pick in the draft. And frankly, that's where I think the expectations and and promise of Markel Fultz has deviated a little bit from realistic expectations and, and reality about what the Magic should expect from Markel Fultz this year. Ultimately, what got everyone excited about Fultz is that number one pick potential. This is a young player, 20, 21 years old, who has experienced a lot of injuries in his first two years first a D the issue, then thoracic outlet syndrome, and has not lived up to his potential. But it's important to remember in that 2017 draft, no one was debating that Marco Fultz was not the number one pick. He was, you know, Boston Celtics arguing aside, he was unanimously the number one overall pick in that draft. He was unanimously the best player in that draft. And a very good draft. Wasn't a question. And if you go back and watch his highlights at Washington, you see just how dynamic a player he is. I remember beginning to evaluate that draft and watching some false games, and I was just blown away with how easy it looked for him to shoot the ball. And just how poor his team really was, and how poor his the teammates around him really were, and 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 it's tough it's tough to elevate kind of bad players. And, and Foltz shut down in, in February that year because of a knee issue. But again, watch those highlights of Foltz, and it's easy to fall in love with this kid because he is a, he is a really special player. But coming back from this injury, having played 33 games over two seasons. I think it's impossible to expect that player, at least not immediately, and maybe not ever. I think that there is this expectation, Cron Butler certainly fed it, that Markel Fultz will eventually become the starter for the team, and that may still be the case. But it's not going to happen immediately. The way I look at Markel Fultz this coming season is that this is essentially his rookie year. This is essentially the first time he's gone through the NBA ringer full-time. Again, once he joins the team full-time and plays. That this is essentially all new to him. Yes, he's the youngest player to ever record a triple-double. Yes, he's played real NBA games and done some very good things on an NBA court. Like, let's, not, let's be real. Take out those shooting numbers and Fultz doesn't look terrible had some mishaps and, and there's definitely some confidence issues that, that, that he has to work through that I think the injury fed. I think the injury made him lose his confidence. Um, I don't think this I don't think his issues are in his head. I think they're, I think his issues were all him compensating for pain that he was feeling and limitations that his body was putting on him. But he's got to regain that confidence and regain that comfort on the floor and it's not all going to come at once. When he's with the team full-time, yes, like most rookies, there will be games where he shows his full potential and looks like that number one pick, and when those games happen, you got to ride it. But for the most part, it's going to be a season of ups and downs. That's why I don't expect Fultz to be more than the backup point guard this year. I think if he cements that reserve role behind DJ Augustine, that would be a really successful season for Markel Fultz. And I think it's really important to temper expectations in that way. I think it's really important to say that Fultz is going to come in and you're just going to let him play and he'll make mistakes, he'll have some great moments, he'll have some bad moments. But the most important thing is that he is out there and that he is healthy and comfortable enough to play. No expectations, no pressure, other than the pressure to deliver his role and win. Because this team is trying to win, after all. What you want to see from Fultz this year are, A, that he's playing. Let, let, let's, let's be clear. First and foremost, his, he needs to be out there playing. But what you want to see from Fultz this year from a playing perspective is that he's comfortable, that he fulfills his role, and he shows flashes that he can continue to grow. When the Magic picked up his option last week, it was a sign of faith that Fultz will play and be a part of this team for the next two seasons. And again, next year it'll be interesting to see if contract pressure comes in. And the magic took a bit of a risk, because that is that is some money that you know, twelve million dollars is some money to invest in a player who really hasn't played yet. But the magic have shown. Plenty of patience with faults, And if he really is making the progress that they say he is making, then eventually he will hit the floor and eventually he will deliver in some form or fashion. What that form is, I think we should lower our expectations a little bit. He's not going to be a savior for the team. He's not going to transform this team. Not this year at least. What's important is that he gets out there and begins to play again and begins to reset his development because he's still a young player. He's still got a lot of growth to go. And it's just not clear yet when that's going to happen. It could be training camp. It wouldn't surprise me if he participates in training camp in some form but still misses games and still isn't ready to play. It wouldn't surprise me if he's ready to go next Tuesday. Fact is, we don't know when he is going to be back on the court. But as always, everyone is eagerly awaiting. I just think we need to slow down on some of those predictions and expectations for him. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, the Google Play app, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore omd And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network, your teams every day. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar.
0: When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
1: You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.